0: <laughs> you yell back at your radio.
4: What
0: the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer.
5: Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. We'll talk with Rob Reichel. Uh, with Forbes uh, coming up here in about 15 or 20 minutes from right now. get his take on what's going on in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers as he is back getting his physical and expected to be at training camp practice tomorrow unless something hits a big snag. The uh, Randall Cobb trade request, which was first reported by Trey Wingo, formerly of ESPN yesterday afternoon, is definitely gaining steam. A producer for Rich Eisen already tweeted out that he believes the deal is done, just waiting uh, for it to be announced formally, according to his sources. Meanwhile, in the break, Sam Schmitz uh, pointed out to me a tweet from Tom Palisero just one minute ago. He quote tweeted a tweet by Brandon Cooks, of course, uh, who had been with the Saints, been with the Texans. Uh, he tweeted out one hour ago You meet people and they become family right away. At Randall Cobb 18, go back home and set it off. Uh, that was Brandon Cooks one hour ago. Tom Palisero. Uh, retweeted uh, said uh, tweet, of course, he's with NFL Network, and said, the Packers indeed are working on a trade with the Texans to bring wide receiver Randall Cobb back to Green Bay, a reunion in the making with old friend Aaron Rodgers. So now, if you have that Randall Cobb Packers jersey, even though he's going to have to do some work to get that number back, uh, because that number is not available, younger guy has that, that number, um, you get his number 18 back, I can get your Cobb jerseys out, right? Start wearing your Randall Cobb 18 jerseys. I know a lot of people have that Randall Cobb jersey. Uh, they, they probably, they've probably been wearing, even though he wasn't here. Um, and now you get to wear it again. So congratulations. Uh, we don't know what they're giving up yet. I can't wait to see what they're giving up in this deal. Because again, to rework that contract for Randall Cobb is going to take some creativity, which also means... Uh, that I'm guessing they're going to have to give up a pick higher than probably what they should give up, would be my guess, in order to get this done. Let's face facts. They're doing you a favor. That's how I look at it. I mean, I, isn't that how you look at it, Sam, if I'm the Texans? You call me and tell me, hey, man, uh, my quarterback won't play unless I get Randall Cobbs, so we got to figure out how to make this work. If I'm doing you a favor, then you're going to do me a favor back and give me more value than I deserve for said player, Right. Probably. I mean, at the end of the day, the Texans are still rebuilding anyways, so it's just, you know, we're going to give him a draft pick anyways, but yeah, more than likely going to have to give him a little more, but at the, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's probably worth it, like you said, to keep 12 happy. I think it's uh, probably a sixth-round pick would be fair value, and I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up giving up a five uh, in order to give him. Maybe a round higher than maybe what he's worth. If it's anything higher than a five five is too high, too. But regardless, I'm just expecting this to be more uh, than what it is. If you give up anything more than a fifth-round pick for Randall Cobb in this deal, again, it's all about keeping Rodgers happy and going to the Super Bowl. I'm sure there are some Packer fans listening right now going, Spark, yeah, I'd give up a one for Randall Cobb. Who cares? Just make sure Rodgers is happy and let us have a chance to win a Super Bowl. I think that is where a majority of Packer fans kind of sit right now. It is don't really care what we have to do. Doesn't matter. Void last year of deals. Get Randall Cobb in a trade to make him happy. So he has a friend back in the locker room. So, you know, he's good. The Packers had Doug Peterson for Brett Favre.
3: Yeah.
5: Hunting buddies. That was their guy. Now They didn't have to pay them. Doug Peterson nearly as much as you have to pay Randall Cobb, mind you. Uh, But that was was the guy. And then once Doug Peterson was gone, uh, then Brett had nobody. Uh, And I feel like Aaron doing what he's doing is pretty much acting like yeah, I really don't got my guy anymore. Like I don't I don't have my guy. I mean to nice, but I don't got my guy. You know, because he had Jordy forever. Randall Cobb and him were tight too. Jordy's retired, so clearly Jordy must not be willing to come out of retirement to play. I wonder if that call was made. Do you think he called Jordy to try and convince him to come out of retirement to play for the Packers?
2: Oh, I'm sure something was mentioned.
5: You think so? Probably. There's no way he's calling Greg Jennings. I have no, no chance he calls Greg Jennings. Uh, James Jones, I don't think he's in playing shape anymore, so that's probably not happening either. The only one that I probably could have seen saying, oh yeah, give me a couple weeks, I'll, I'll be good to go, might be Jordy Nelson. And I haven't seen Jordy Nelson in a long time. So of all the guys he had, the only guy still playing is Randall Cobb. So that was the only oldie but goodie, and he's really not even that old, he's 30 be 31 this year, that you could r- realistically get the Packers to trade for, and bring back. If you're Randall Cobb, you owe Aaron Rodgers big time for getting you out of that mess that is the Houston Texans organization. Grant you, you signed the contract, but Randall Cobb's going from one quarterback fiasco and Deshaun Watson, who's got all the allegations against him and whatever else that they're investigating, and a guy in Deshaun Watson who still wants a trade, and the Texans are willing to trade him but don't think they've had any serious offers yet. So that quarterback mess is going on in Houston currently, where Cobb is part of and has no idea who his quarterback is. And from that, he gets to get out of that and go to another quarterback fiasco in Green Bay. But in this instance, the quarterback is pretty much saying, you need to go get him if you want me. Prove to me that I'm going to have some say. That's what it is. It's a power-hungry thing. That's all this is. This is Rodgers wanting to test Goodenkunst and Murphy and Lafleur and see how much do you really love me? Do you love me so much that you're going to go give up a draft pick for a guy that you didn't want, that you thought maybe was old and slow or older and slower and didn't fit what you want? How much do you love me? How much do you really want me, Packers? How much? Let's see. You caught up last year, my deal? That's good. I want you to go get me Randall Cobb, too. Now I'm thinking about it. Go get me that, too. Dude, look at his salary. Like, dude, Figure it out. Figure it out. If you love me, you'll do it. So, here comes the round go. I asked Sam uh, before we started the show. I said, hey, man. He's like, what do you want to do? I said, ah. maybe we'll do you know, who won the trade or who, who won this old deal between Rodgers and the Packers. And Sam said, ah, we did that uh, yesterday with Dan Plucker, who's filling in today for Robbie McLuff as well at 3 o'clock. Sam, how did how did that go on the radio? A lot of people saying the that the Packers won the deal, or how did that go? I would say a lot more people think that Rodgers won that deal. See, so I'm not the only one. Yeah. I, and again, I don't got Florio's acting like the Packers won it. I don't I don't I don't see how the Packers won it. The Packers win it from the aspect of yes, you have a chance to compete for another Super Bowl. Yes. They win it from that perspective. They gave in to everything. What did Rodgers give in to? Like where was where was the give in from the quarterback? that he's playing was that is that the given is that how we view this Rogers gave in by playing while under contract that that's how he gave in that's how he sacrificed in this deal that he 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 agreed to play while under contract oh boy what a guy <laughs> what a guy that Aaron is I don't, this, this whole thing irritates the hell out of me I'll be honest like I I cannot wait for the Brewers to do something at this point one way or the other, trade-wise, to get us back into talking about the Brewers, the trade, and get off of this, dude. I'm hoping I'm right about this. I'm hoping by, like, Monday, this Rodgers thing is no longer a story. It dies off. And we talk about training camp battles and all that, and that's fine. I'm good talking Packers. And we talk about the Brewers on Monday and what they did, maybe. uh, uh, The trade deadline on Friday. Trade deadline's 3 o'clock, so some of that stuff should break during the big show Uh, or during Midday Madness while we're on the air leading up to 3 o'clock. So that would be fine. That's what I'm hoping. I do not, let me repeat, I do not want to have to talk about Aaron Rodgers and his issues or his wants for the next month. Like, I just want this to be done. Like, okay, we talk about it today. Now this Randall Cobb deal is going to happen, so maybe we'll talk about the Randall Cobb deal a little bit tomorrow, one way or the other. Um, And then after that, Matt LaFleur is going to talk then Aaron Rodgers will talk at some point here. Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday would be my guess. And then we'll move on. And that is good with me. So Monday we can come in, we're done with all this Rodgers stuff, and move forward. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. See if it happens. Rob Reichel of Forbes will join us coming up in the next segment. Uh, Mike in St. Francis, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike?
3: Well, I just wanted to know, and I, I'm really thrilled to have number 12 come back, and I really wanted to know how this with um, Randall Cobb is any different than when Brady went to Tampa Bay and asked for Gronkowski, and they went out and got him, and everybody was just
5: saying what a hey, genius Mike, move. Mike, yeah, I'll tell you how it's yeah. different. Brady, wasn't, Brady, when he went to Tampa Bay, told Tampa Bay what he wanted say-wise, what he wanted authority-wise, whatever, and Tampa Bay signed off on it, said no problem, Tom, anything to get you to Tampa Bay, we're in. This dude is under contract. This dude signed an extension. This dude knew how much power or lack thereof when he signed that extension. This dude had no problems whatsoever publicly until after they drafted his replacement. That's when this dude started going public with all of this. That's the difference. Oh, that's the difference. Can I ask
3: you one more question? Sure. Okay. With... um, Aaron, coming back here, how come, and this is just a general statement, why does the athlete always have the power to renegotiate and the team absolutely never does? A team could never say, you know what, to any particular athlete, you're not playing up to our standards or up to what we expected out of you. We're just going to Renegotiate your contract and pay you one million this year instead of thirty million. The teams can't do it, but the athletes do it again and again and again. How does that work? That it's so one-sided. I,
5: I don't. I have no idea. I I, have, I don't have an answer to that. If I did, I would tell you. Thanks for the call. Th- this is um, a little bit tricky, I guess, because if if there was a former player in here with me right now, they would be like in football, for instance. That last year of his deal, 2023 for Rodgers, that apparently is being lopped off, they could have cut Rodgers straight up and had no penalty whatsoever for it uh, because there was no guaranteed money on that 2023 deal. Um, So from that aspect, Packers win, Rodgers gets no money because those contracts aren't guaranteed, or at least that deal wasn't guaranteed now. We have Kirk Cousins, who's getting fully guaranteed deals and so forth, and some other players now starting to do the same thing in the NFL. But from the NFL standpoint, the only thing guaranteed is your signing bonus money, your guaranteed money. That's it. Base salaries was never guaranteed. So if they cut you and move on, you're out all that money. So that, I think, would be the NFL standpoint. Uh, the baseball standpoint of things, yeah, you're right. I mean, How many times do you see, and this happens in baseball, I think it happens in baseball more than it happens in... In any other sport, again, I'm not an NHL guy, so maybe it happens in the NHL. But NBA and NFL and MLB, I think it happens the most in MLB, where you have a guy in a contract year, and he just goes off and puts up career numbers and everything else, and then they give him the big deal, and he goes back to being what he was prior to that contract year. I've I've seen it happen so much for the Milwaukee Brewers over the course of time. Billy Hall, Greg Vaughn. I mean, you can go over different guys that put up those monster numbers and then went back to who he was. I think Ricky Weeks uh, had a big year in a contract year too. So, from that perspective, yeah, they get paid and you're right. The employee or the employer has no nowhere to go. Now, if the employer, the owner of said team doesn't like it, they could go on two-year deals. One-year deal, second-year team option. One-year deal, second-year team option or player option or however you want to 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 go about it at that point. It's kind of while LeBron's been doing it forever. So you can you can do that and you can gamble there uh, and set it up like how Rodgers is, which means, hey, if he plays well and maybe Rodgers wants to have that leverage on the Packers, maybe he says, fine, I'll sign a one-year extension because now he's in the next year and he's got one year left. But at any point he can say, I'm done, trade me with one year left on my deal. And if they say no, then he's got one year left and he's out. And he's not stuck to a five-year deal where he's unhappy and now he's got to play four years without any hope of ever getting out, even if he asks for trades or whatever else. So maybe that'll be the new in thing to do in the National Football League going forward, that you sign shorter-term deals, nobody signs the five- or six-year deals, I mean, Major League Baseball, we've seen 10- and 12-year deals signed in baseball. Hockey, same stupid type of stuff. In hockey, we're signing gigantic long-term deals. But again, when it's guaranteed money and you don't have to worry about, boy, oh, boy, if I get hurt, they can cut me at any point and not owe me the rest of my contract. When you have a guaranteed contract situation in a professional league, let's say you have a career-ending injury in year two, they're still going to pay you. Or you go in the tank, you have a horrible injury and you're never the same again, right? You go from hitting 330, hitting 245 or 250, never the same guy again. Let's use Christian Yelich for an example. Let's say Yellich never gets back, and Yelich is just a 260, 270 hitter the rest of his career. Bruce still on the line, still got to pay him all that money, guaranteed money. And to his point, you're right. You don't get to renegotiate and take money back or do anything like that. You could move money around, right? But you can't do that. You can defer money. Yelich has a lot of money deferred in his deal to pay him after he's done. You can do that too. But as far as taking money away because you're not doing what you're expected to do, no, that doesn't happen. Why? I don't know. I'm assuming the Players Association would have a fit, uh, and those unions are pretty strong for the most part uh, across professional sports. Now, some are stronger than others, obviously. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, So why I have a union, to make sure stuff like that doesn't happen, I guess. Coming up next, Rob Reichel of Forbes will join us. We'll get his take on Aaron Rodgers and this Randall Cobb possible trade happening with the Green Bay Packers. That's straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
5: Welcome back. It is Spark's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan live from the Lakeland University Studios the leader in online education for more than 25 years, Lakeland.edu. Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you, Sam Schmitz, other side of the glass, and all, buddy, lots and lots to talk about with our guy, Rob Reichel from Forbes, joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Rob, thanks for coming on, man.
4: Hey, Spark, how are you?
5: Uh, I'm all right. I'm already. I've had my fill of this Aaron Rodgers stuff. Uh, but here we are. So Rodgers, uh, you know, gets uh, his physical and all that stuff. Expected to practice tomorrow. You saw all the reports from Schefter talking about uh, cutting off the last year of this deal, uh, making it easier for the Packers to work with financially this year, and moving some money around uh, on the Aaron Rodgers deal, uh, getting rid of any opportunity for anybody to franchise tag Aaron Rodgers as well. Uh, what do you make of this whole thing uh, with the Packers, and do you think they gave in to Aaron Rodgers?
4: Well, Spark, honestly, I think they probably got a little bit better of the deal if, if you look at it you know, from both sides, from the standpoint that they were always kind of targeting 2022 was the start of the Jordan Love era. They took all those contracts this offseason, right? Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, Billy Turner, mason crosby etc cetera, etc cetera. and they pushed all that money into the future to, to clear up some room to kind of go for it again quote unquote in in 2021 here um and spark if they were going to go for it they you know they obviously needed a veteran quarterback an mvp quarterback to do it And then he starts kind of you turn the page and go to love in in 2022 and and so rogers coming back to me at least you know helped helps them from from that standpoint in 2021 and then spark they can obviously move ahead and trade them after this particular season, uh, cause the only year that was voided on it was 2023. So they'll move him after the 2021 campaign and, and still should get pretty good money. Where, where what I just wrote to for, so Spark is, is kind of how I feel in general. I, I talked to a general manager earlier this morning on NFL executive who, who, who said, you know, largely he just doesn't think this is going to end well. You, you, you wonder where Aaron Rodgers' focus is going to be. Is he concentrating on 2021? Is he concentrating on 2022? Um, he's almost interviewing Sparky. He's almost on a job, you know, interview for the other 31 teams across the league this particular season. I mean, is, is he going to be all in with these Packers? Are the other guys in the locker room, you know, almost anxiously awaiting 2022 now? To get here, Spark, there's going to be a lot of drama surrounding the team, surrounding the season. Uh, Matt LaFleur has his hands full, to say the least, to try to keep this whole thing together and under control. Because, Spark, I I think you're going to have a lot of guys with one eye toward the future and one eye on the present, and and that's a tough way to to go ahead and try to win championships.
5: See, I look at this thing with Aaron Rodgers based on what happened last year and say, I think they win the Super Bowl now. Like, I I just – I think this is everybody in knowing this is probably it for Aaron Rodgers. All the players in the locker room know this is probably it, and it's one mindset of we're going to get a ring on the way out here before we transition to the younger guy in Jordan Love, and no, that's you know not going to be a Super Bowl team necessarily right away. Well, I mean, we're certainly going to find out, right? I mean,
4: here's where I would be cynical and skeptical, Spark, is that you know we we know Aaron Rodgers is an all-time grudge holder, right? I mean. Think of the guys through history that he's been hacked off at, right? The 49ers for passing on him in 05, right? Anybody else who bypassed him in 2005, right? The colleges that didn't offer him a scholarship. He got Mike McCarthy fired in 2018. I mean, he's been mad at his own family, Sparky, right, for years, and he's been at odds with them. So is he going to come back in that building now and everything's hunky-dory in, in Green Bay, all of a sudden, are, are him and, and Gutekunst and Murphy going out to play 18? I really doubt it, Spark. I mean, so my, my concern would be what kind of Aaron Rodgers are you getting here in, in 2021? Cause I think back to 2018, Spark, when uh, he was clearly at odds with Mike McCarthy. Um, In all likelihood, he wanted him gone and fired. Eventually, that did happen when that team started 4-7-1. And And Aaron Rodgers was not the MVP-level Aaron Rodgers that particular year when he was unhappy and and when he was hacked off at his coach. So, I uh, again, Spark, I know they're making all these concessions to him and and all that kind of Kind of stuff, but this is an all time grudge holder. He doesn't forgive and forget real easily. Some of this stuff, is, you know, the number one thing, obviously, being them drafting his long term replacement, is going to stick with Aaron Rodgers. He sits in a room with him every single day. He's been on the practice field every single day. So, you know, is everything going to be hunky dory all of a sudden with, with him and go to and Murphy and everybody else inside that building? I think we, we're realists, Markie, right? Absolutely not. On, on on that one so but what are you going to get out of Rodgers are you getting 2018 Rodgers where he's ticked off at a lot of people or are you getting MVP Aaron Rodgers the truth is probably somewhere in the middle spark and and I don't know if that's good enough to win a ring all
5: right so talking with uh, uh again our guy uh right now Rob Reichel of Forbes here on Sparky's Midday Madness what about this Randall Cobb thing uh, him, apparently, uh, Rogers, that is, saying, hey, man, I got to have Randall Cobb or I ain't coming back. Like that That's part of the deal. Randall Cobb's contract, not exactly friendly uh, to the Texans for a dead cap number. It's more than the actual cap hit itself by $2 million. It's a $12 million dead cap number. Uh, and then on top of that, you have no money to begin with in Green Bay, and now you got to force this dude in who clearly you thought was old and slow or whatever uh, and didn't bring him back and, and pretty much let him walk away. What do you make of that?
4: Yeah, that that spark is where you draw the line. Again, I, I I think you could have gone back, you know, to a number of the things we we've talked about through this stalemate, and, and you could make the case, you know, each side won a couple along the way. The, the, this is a lose lose. I mean, the, the, this is not Randall Cobb, second round pick, twenty eleven. This is the carcass of of Randall Cobb that that still exists today uh, in the in the National Football League. This, this this is something where you know if if you're Brian Gutekunst, you have to say. Absolutely not. We're not doing this. Or Mark Murphy, who's ever, you know, at the end of the day pulling the final string on, on, on this thing. Um, I, you know, I get it. He's Rogers' boy. You know, he, Rogers was the best man or, you know, a groomsman in his wedding. So they're, they're extremely tight. But, but again, Spark, you know, where do you draw the line? You know, when Rogers comes to you now and says he wants, uh, you know John Coon and Jake Kubro and T j Lang and Mark Tauscher. are you signing off on that? I mean this oh this, people are
5: bringing again, up Clay Matthews on Twitter.
4: no question <laughs> right this this again is why management needs to stay management and players need to stay players and 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 you and you cross a very dangerous line when you start to give players. Uh, you know, control over the roster and, and any kind of input on, on, on decision making and putting together the 53 man, man roster. Brett Favre never had it, nor should he have Sparky. You know, I don't even think Giannis has it in with, with the Bucks and Aaron Rodgers certainly doesn't deserve it with the Green Bay Packers. And, and if Gutekunst goals on this one, um, you know, I'm not going to say he should lose his job over at Sparky, but, but that to me is where the line, the, the line should have been drawn and we'll see how Cobb plays, the, the whole deal here with Cobb plays out but he absolutely should not be in a Green Bay Packer uniform this
5: season. What about Devontae Adams and this whole deal going on with Devontae Adams, Rob, as far as him wanting to be the highest-paid quarterback, or a highest-paid wide receiver, I should say, uh, and the Green Bay Packers and him not being able to get together on this, and now apparently they're in a bad place, whatever that means. Um, I have no problem making him the highest-paid quarterback, but obviously that all comes with uh, the notion of you're going to have to probably figure out money-wise how to make that work with a cap going forward.
4: Well, again, maybe... Spark, once the Rodgers deal is redone a little bit here, and that final year is voided, that 2023 uh, season that Rodgers had, and they'll, they'll rework that contract. It might free up a little bit of money to get some stuff done so they can revisit that with Adams. Keep in mind, they're going to have Jair Alexander coming due as well. He could enter the final year, I guess, in, in theory of, of his deal in, in 2022. Uh, but they'll want to get that done long before that. Spark, you know, you kind of look at what Minnesota did last year with, with, with Stephon Diggs, right, sending him over to Buffalo for, for a couple of draft picks, one they used on Justin Jefferson and they hit the home run. They got rid of a disgruntled employee and might have replaced him with a better one. I mean, Adams is going to be in that twenty-five to $30 million range. I'm, I'm sure they're thinking, you know, right now and looking at the blueprints that the Vikings laid out, that, that that certainly worked out extremely well for Minnesota. Um, and, and from Adam's standpoint, Spark, you know, I, I'm sure he's going to want to see more this summer from Jordan Love to commit, you know, long term to, to sticking around in Green Bay. But Spark, I've always been a big believer if you have a disgruntled employee, if you don't, if you have somebody who doesn't want to be part of, of your organization and, and doesn't want to be, you know, doesn't want to be around inside your company, then, then you move on. And, and it, it, I, I still, Spark, insist they should have done that with Rogers. Um, I know everybody's probably smiling and patting each other on the back around Green Bay right now that he's back for one more run, but I would have gotten all the picks and I would have gotten all the, you know, players I could have for him when, when the asset was at an all time high, which he was this particular off season. And maybe you do the same thing with Adam Spark a a, a year from now. If he comes back and catches 110 balls again from, from Rodgers, that, uh, you know, if guys don't want to be their spark, other people do. And, and and you look ahead and you I mean they could get a King's ransom obviously for the the two of those guys together when this particular season ends. So I I, I would not be uh you know, I, I I'm not one of these guys that says Devontae Adams has to be a Green Bay Packer and if and if he gets away it's the end of the world because there's ten to fifteen receivers every single draft right now that come in and help pretty quickly.
5: Yeah, but you're not talking about a guy that come that can come in and be the best receiver in football or a top three receiver in football, to leave Jordan Love hanging with a bunch of receivers that you don't have any long-term deals with at all, any of them, not one of them, because clearly you're not trusting any of them to have long-term deals with at this point, and then to show one of the best receivers in football, and again, I'm fine paying him to make him the highest paid because I think he deserves to be the highest paid based on what he's done. And I hear what you're saying, is and I agree with you, that if I'm Devontae, I'm looking at Jordan Love going, i got to get mine now because my numbers may fall off here. Uh, with Jordan Love, and then I'm never going to get that huge deal that I want. So I get where he's coming from. I just think, from a Packers standpoint, why would you screw over your future quarterback by pulling away his best weapon?
4: Well, you make a great point, Spark, and and I will say this. I mean, so Adams is 28 right now. I I think he turns 29 in December. Uh, There's no question to me the Packers would take him for at at least a season. You know, the concessions they gave to Rodgers, they're not going to give to Adams. So Jordan Love would certainly have him around for for at least one season, and it would give those two sides obviously more time to try to renegotiate or negotiate a long-term type of a deal. Um, I think MVS eventually signs and is around Spark for for a longer period of time, and 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 I'm you know Spark, keep in mind. The salary cap room that they're going to free up here once Rogers is off the books is going to be pretty substantial. Uh, they can certainly address that position uh, via free agency, maybe take a little cheaper route, um, you know, for the twenty. What would that be? The twenty twenty three season. If Adams somehow gets away, they'll address it again in the draft. I just, I think Spark at some point in time here, you're going to see him. You know, the, the, they're going to they're going to kind of be done bringing the band back together, and they're going to try to start over with a bunch of these young guns, and uh, whether Adams fits into that or not, you know, we'll have to see. But the future is, you know, it's going to be probably a couple young wide receivers. It's going to be Jordan Love. It's going to be A.J. Dillon. It's going to be these young offensive linemen that they've drafted here the last couple of seasons. again, you know, where Adams fits in that whole puzzle, we'll
5: we'll have to see. Well, what is this? I mean, if Rodgers is gone, Devontae Adams is gone, what are you thinking if you're David Bakhtiari?
4: Good question. I mean, again, the, the bottom line in all this, Spark, is right now at least the roster is is really, really good. It's, it's an incredibly strong roster. I think they've got a chance, you know, to bring back twenty three or twenty five starters based on how, you know, that's counting special teams, based how, uh, you know, based how training camp plays itself out, Spark. Um, I, I do think they've got a, a lot of young, talented guys. Like I said, Rogers will Rogers will be off the books a year from now. Jordan Love's going to be making less than four million dollars. Rodgers was going to start pushing forty million. Spark, they gives you an awful lot of money to play with. I know they've kicked some of these, they've kicked a can down the road on a lot of these contracts that, that we talked about early, both Spence and, and Amos and Turner and, and some of these guys. Uh, but they're going to have a substantial amount of, of, of room under the salary cap. And, and, and Spark, let, let, let's say Rodgers comes back and throws forty touchdowns, ten picks, throws for five thousand yards. They should be able to get two ones and two twos for the guy. So now you're talking over the next couple
5: no, of seasons. I don't think you're going have- to get that much for a rental. Maybe you uh, would have got that probably before you screwed yourself, lopping off that last year. I think now you're going to get like a 1 and a 3 for a one-year rental. And they can't franchise tag him, whoever gets him, You're not going to get that much.
4: Spark, I think if they come to a, an agreement, a conclusion of where he wants to play, and that team is all in, you'll see him get a new contract with that team that it, that it won't be a rental. I, and, and, and that's going to be the key, obviously, for whoever that is on the other side. If, if that's Denver, if it's the Raiders, right. if it's Miami, whoever, they're going to want to lock Rodgers up for three, four years, and then you'll get at least somewhat close to that draft compensation, I would, I would certainly guess, moving forward. So, you know, to your question, uh, Sparker, you know, your, your point on Bakhtiari, Yes, it, it, it's going to be a new cast of characters, you know, pretty dramatically, I'm sure. Let's say by 2023. But if, but if, but if they draft properly, if they sign the right three agents, if if, if they kind of retool and rebuild this thing, um, I think there's a lot of pretty good pieces in play where where this could stay. It's certainly the best team in the NFC North as they make this transition you know, from Rodgers to Love, and then within three, four years, maybe they're challenging and get their conference title.
5: I got one thing, last thing for you, a tweet that got sent uh, to me while we were doing this interview uh, from Jackie, who says, at Sparky Radio, what Rob Reichel isn't realizing uh, is that, yes, Rodgers is the ultimate grudge holder. What if his ultimate goal is to go out there proving how much better he is than Love, forcing the front office to move on from Love, making them look bad for making the pick in the first place?
4: You know, I, I guess anything is certainly possible, and he, and he brings up a good point. I, I, I'd love to start getting a lot of these answers directly from Rogers as soon as he addresses the media spark uh, over the next couple of days. I would certainly hope when training camp obviously begins tomorrow with the first practice, and and I would certainly hope by the end of the week we hear something from Aaron because there's a lot of questions all of us have, you know, in, in, including the gentleman that, that sent that in. We we all have a lot of questions and he hasn't answered them this offseason.
5: Well, I've got I've got another guy that I got another guy with a question because uh, apparently Blake Bortles is out of work uh, right now. Rob is saying that Blake Bortles is being released, so no surprise. No,
4: that 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 is no surprise, and, and he was there as a as, as a placeholder, and I think we all anticipated if Rodgers came in that that would absolutely happen. But you know, just back to my point, I, I you know I, I do hope Spark. Uh, you know he, he he doesn't dodge and duck and elude all the questions he that will. come to him here over the next few days. He he probably will. He'll sidestep him. He'll he'll blame it on Schefter and a media creation. This that and the other thing. But there's a lot of questions I think fans and 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 media and just just the you know people that are passionate about the NFL would love to have answers to. And I and I hope Rogers is courageous enough to at least. You know, take a stab at answering
5: them. He is Rob Reichel of Forbes uh, and Conley Media joining us here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Rob, as always, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Have a great day. Take care. There he is, Rob Reichel on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. of apply for home renovation loan, as you're feeling anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience the state of banquility. Get started at GreatMidwestBank.com. Uh, coming up, Nashville here from Pete Prisco uh cbs sports he joined the Wendy's big show a little bit earlier today don't forget dan plucker in coming up at three o'clock in for rami mackaloff this segment of sparky's midday madness brought to you by jim dandy's on south 27th street oak creek enjoy the delicious fish fry every friday plus two dollar and 50 cent tacos on tuesday and 17 dollar prime rib dinner on wednesday's
1: jimdandysgrill.com call from mom answer it call silenced
2: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game
0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for walk qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. T-Mobile.com.
5: Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Hey, Young Express, the company we talk about so much is continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? A company that's been in business for over 30 years. Of course you would. They're currently looking to add company straight truck drivers. You've heard me talk about what a great company this is to work for. Now go and apply online at youngexpress.com. This is what they're looking for. Minimum one-year continuous straight truck driving experience. Familiarity with the DOT regulations. Clean background and driving record. What can you expect? 40 to 55 hours per week, Monday through Friday. 99% no-touch freight. All dock-to-dock, no home deliveries. Let me repeat this again. No home deliveries. Health insurance, 401k with company match, profit sharing, no truck jumping. Get a new truck every four years plus personal days and vacation days. Apply for the position at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success, drives them. So... Earlier today, we had uh, our guy, Pete Prisco of CBS Sports, uh, specifically Leroy Butler's guy, to be quite frank, uh, on with us uh, earlier today. He is a, uh, I would say, a big Packer dude, huge Aaron Rodgers guy. Uh, so it'd be fun. Get him on. See what he thinks about this whole Aaron Rodgers drama going on up in Green Bay as he reports uh, for his physical today and will be expected to be in training camp tomorrow, reports our Randall Cobb. We'll be headed to the Packers in a deal. Still waiting for that official announcement from somebody, but everybody believes it's happening. Uh, so we asked Pete Prisco, just like we asked Ryan Wood, uh, how happy are you the Packers' front office gave in to Aaron Rodgers?
7: Well, I don't know if they gave in. I mean, you know, look, uh, what was Rodgers... Going to do, sit out? If yes. If sat out, no, he, nah, he was never sitting out. So if There's they no... don't
5: chop off the last year of his deal, they don't want to trade for Randall Cobb, they don't do anything, and they say, hey, look, we'll trade you at the draft next year, give us your teams, that's fine. If you don't want to play, cool, we'll go with Jordan Love. So you, what, what do you think happens?
7: He sits. Right. I mean, they weren't, they weren't going to trade him.
5: Exactly. They... So he would have sat out the whole year then.
7: Of course he would have. So uh, they lopped off the final year of his deal, but he still is, doesn't have any kind of control next year. I mean, they still have the control. And, and, you know, that's one thing. And Leroy played in the league. He knows. One thing you have to do is understand that the team has control. He doesn't have the control. He signed that contract. Now, can he have a decision to sit out? Of course he can. He can retire. Of course he can. But the reality is is they have the control next year. What happens if he goes out and wins the Super Bowl this year, has an MVP season, uh, and then he decides, okay, I'm done, I'm going to go play somewhere else, that would be uh, just foolish on his part. So I, I don't never got the whole basis for why he was unhappy either. Okay, let's look at it on the surface. You don't like the president. Big deal. You don't have to interact with him. You don't like the G, some of the moves the GM made. Sure, of course not, but you're not the one making those decisions. Did they botch the draft? In my mind, they did. They should have picked Jordan Love. But they were protecting themselves. They thought that he was in decline. And then he bounced back last year and showed them, look, I'm far from being in decline. And that's why the pick looks so bad. So I never quite understood his angle from it. Um, I just don't see where – and, Leroy, you know this. Were you were you ever unhappy with the team president? If you were, it was a contract negotiation. It wasn't anything other than that.
8: Yeah, you try not to make it personal, allegedly you want people fired and things of that. Nature. Eventually you got to come back to work. And, Pete, I would go – for. and thank you for coming on, my brother – I would think that most Americans don't like their supervisor or their boss, but they still go to work. What did you make of, and you know know I was going to ask you this, what did you make of the cryptic messages with him and Devontae about the last dance? Or did you just ignore that?
7: Yeah, I mean, I I kind of ignored it. I thought that they were playing around. And you know how guys get on social media, they play around a little bit. And uh, by the way, if if it's the last dance, they got a lot of work to do to catch up to those two guys in terms of championship. That's a fact. They don't have, they have none. Between the two of between the two of them to get when they are together they don't have a title and I love both guys I think Rogers is fantastic I've always people some people call me a fanboy because I think he's great and I think Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league but they haven't won a title and you know they were within a whisker last year of going to win the title uh, you know he runs it in on third down they might win and it wasn't because of the offense that they didn't win that game they didn't play very well on defense they had all kinds of issues on that side of the ball but again he signed that contract won the MVP. Came within a whisker of going to the Super Bowl, and yet he's unhappy with what? With the with the president of the team? I, I just don't get that. I, I, you don't have to interact with him on a daily basis. Are you unhappy with the moves? Okay, I get that, but you're not the guy making the decisions, uh, and nor should he be. He's a player. He plays for the team, and you know, go to get Randall Cobb. They drafted Amari Rogers. I mean, and I know Amari Rogers and Randall Cobb are tight from their time at Kentucky. But you never want to get older. I mean, you've been around the league. Yeah. You get older, you
8: got problems. Yeah, no question about it. I think for the most part, I, P. How does Matt Lafleur look at this? Because he'll never get the credit of having winning twenty six games in two years, two back to back NFC Championship games. Because he had Rogers at quarterback. How does he address the team tomorrow? I mean, you could go to the Russell Wilsons. Hey, man, I don't even know what y'all are talking about. I love it here. I never wanted to pick the line. I, you know, blah blah blah. How does Matt LaFleur get the narrative back that we're trying to beat Tom Brady, not so much my quarterback, in and out of the locker room?
7: Yeah, I think he's got to stand up there and say, hey, look, guys, we didn't have Aaron around uh, during the offseason. We did some things differently. We got a lot of work for George Love, but he's back and let's go. This is, the, right. this is our guy. He's going to be our guy, and we're going to win the title this year with him. Believe in that. And, and that's what I think he has to do when he stands up there. All that stuff, and you know that. When you get onto the field, everything that's happened off the field goes out the window. Great point. You get between the white lines, you don't care if you like the guy next to you as long as he plays hard, he does his job. It, none of that stuff ever matters. I think it's highly overrated. Go play football, and I think Rodgers is still, uh, you know, one or two in the in the league in terms of the best quarterbacks. Uh, him and Patrick Mahomes, two top guys in the league, and I think Excellent he's going to play point. with a chip on it. He's going to play with a chip on his shoulder.
5: Talking with Pete Prisco, CBS Sports NFL Senior Columnist. Follow him on Twitter at PriscoCBS. As far as Rodgers goes, if he never gets back to another Super Bowl with this team or a different team going forward and his career ends with one Super Bowl appearance and win, do you think that affects his legacy at all as far as how people uh, look back at him?
7: No, it shouldn't. Uh, I don't think it should at all. Look, the guys had great – offenses, and they've had some bad defenses. And at times. I mean, when they went to San Francisco a couple of years ago, he wasn't great that season, but, I mean, he couldn't stop the run. They got run on all the way, <laughs> 300 <laughs> yeah. yards rushing. That yeah. wasn't on yeah. him. Right. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of times in his career where he, you know, and, uh, ironically, the team that went and won was the one that went on the road, and he was fantastic that year. But, no, I, no I'm not going to look at him any differently. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever seen. And sometimes you need help. I mean, it's not just you know, the quarterback. And, yes, they cure a lot of the ills, but uh, he needs more help than what he's had around him at times.
8: Yeah, I think for the most part, uh, when you look at the NFC, um, it, it's still wide open for the most part. You're going to have six six teams in it. But, Pete, if you take Brady and take Rogers out of the NFC, what other sneaky team you think? Because, you know, with 17 games, you only got to win eight or nine games, you're going to be in the playoff. What other sneaky team you think – can be would it be Dallas with Dak back or would it be Minnesota with the two best receivers? I mean, is it a t- Washington football team? They just need a quarterback. What do you what's what's a sneaky team? No one's really talking about in the NFC. You think can make the playoffs?
7: Well, everybody's talking about the Rams, and I, I'm not so quickly quick to jump on that and say okay, they you know get Matt Stafford. Losing Acres is going to hurt that, but Stafford will be an upgrade. But I don't know. If they've had, you know, attrition by having so much money and big dollar players, that they're going to have problems filling that roster mm-hmm. out in terms of the starting lineup. Uh, I think Arizona is going to be sneaky good if if Murray can take the, the steps he made early last year. Remember, he kind of waned a little bit after he got hurt. San Francisco will be interesting. Guys coming back, they'll be healthy. Uh, and you mentioned Washington. I think Washington is the team to beat in that division. Fitzpatrick will be better than what they had a year ago. You know, he's capable of putting up some big numbers, and that defense is going to be nasty. So. Again, I don't see anybody other than those two, but you know how this league is. Some of to come from nowhere. And you're right. Keep an eye on the Vikings because um, they're going to make the playoffs, and I think Mike Zimmer's a heck of a coach, and he's improved his defense in the offseason. They've improved the offensive line. But we know even if they get to the playoffs, it's not going to matter. Kirk Cousins doesn't, doesn't play well in the postseason.
5: <laughs> I mean, it kind of feels like that organization's running in mud a little bit. It, it, to be honest with you, it feels like they're kind of running in place and maybe they can't get out of running in place until they change quarterbacks at some point.
7: Yeah, no, I mean, don't, if you're a guy and you play against him, I mean, and don't get me wrong, he had a good year last year. He really did. Yeah. But if you're playing against him, in the back of your mind, you know, it's time to go. He's not going to be the same guy. I mean, history shows that. I mean, it's hard to buck the trend, and he's done it once in a blue moon, but he hasn't done it consistently enough. And I think that's always in the back of your mind when
5: you play against him and you play mm-hmm, with him mm-hmm. he is prisco cbs sports nfl senior Column follow him on twitter at prisco cbs Pete, thanks so much for coming on appreciate it get
7: mr butler in the hall of fame please number that, one priority get him in get him in dad. you were better than brian dawkins nobody believes me but you were better you yeah. were the best safety out of jacksonville i saw it with my own two eyes two eyes i agree i'd
5: No disagreement from me. Pete, thank you so much. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) Take care. Yeah, no disagreement from anybody there. I think Leroy Butler is better than uh, than Dawkins and should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Segment brought to you by Jim Dandy, South 27th Street, Oak Creek. Enjoy their delicious fish fry every Friday. Plus $2.50 tacos on Tuesday. $17 prime rib dinner on Wednesdays. Check them out, jimdandysgrill.com. If you haven't been there, under new ownership, they redid the entire inside. uh, Brand new menu, and it's outstanding. Check them out, jimdandysgrill.com. Up next, Dan Plucker steps in, and uh, we'll talk about what's coming up on his show from 3 until 6 as he fills in for Rami Makloff. That's next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky, Fiverr, along with Dan Plucker, normally our executive producer on... Wendy's big show, and his midday madness. He's back in that role tomorrow as Tim Allen fills in for Rami tomorrow from 3 until 6. Of course, here Tim tonight. After the last pitch, always make the switch. Fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin post game show with Tim Allen tonight. Uh, Dripping by Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove after Brewers and Pirates. No rain in the forecast based on AccuWeather. When I look tonight, first pitch about 90 degrees. So it's going to be a hot one. Uh, in Pittsburgh tonight. So shouldn't have any rain delays, shouldn't have any issues, should be on, and uh, hopefully Brewers win. Brewers news from earlier today, Christian Yelich onto the COVID list. Uh, IL, uh, as David Cern says, he tested positive for COVID. However, he is fully vaccinated. Uh, Also, Jace Peterson, he is also uh, placed on the list because of contact tracing. Uh, And then we have Lorenzo Cain being recalled, uh, or activated, I should say, off the IL tonight. Pablo Reyes, I believe, is being recalled as well. Mm Uh, so lots of moving parts uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers. Happy to see Lorenzo Cain coming back, and uh, hopefully uh, Christian Yelish uh, feels better after having some mild symptoms that started yesterday. Dan Plucker, what's coming up today at 3 o'clock?
1: Yeah, we got a jam-packed show talking to you about Aaron Rodgers and just whatever this is, whatever this has been. Um, And starting off the show, coming up in a couple minutes here, talking about is it Super Bowl or... Failure, basically. Not Super Bowl or bust. Is it Super Bowl or a failure in this last dance season?
5: Are you asking Packer fans this?
1: Yeah, because uh, most are going to say it's not a failure. Uh, it In my eyes, with this being the last year with I Aaron Rodgers, I, it, I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure it has to be. I'm with you. I'm just telling you that most of these
5: Rodgers fans are just going to be totally fine with whatever happens. They get to see Aaron play one last time. It's the last hurrah. They see him one last time in a Packers uniform. If And again, we're assuming this is his last year. Mm-hmm. We assumed he wasn't coming, and he's here. So you never know which way this is going to turn with 12.
1: Yeah, and it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. And then, just what are your expectations for Rogers, the Packers this season? Again, in 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 the final year, like this is it. And it's going to be shocking if this is not it. Like I'm pretty sure everybody around him, people even John Kuhn, I think said on CBS yesterday. Unless there are big changes, he's going to be leaving. I'm pretty sure James Jones said something very similar on NFL Network this morning. Like this this is it. So. The expectations have to be set very high for both the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. We'll get into that. Peter Bukowski will join us in the last hour of the show from Locked On Packers podcast and the Locked On Network, and we'll talk to him about all of this. And then Bart Winkler, at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, will join us, of course, host of the Bart Winkler Show. We'll talk to him. Apparently, I heard on Leroy saying, and you, you and Leroy saying today that He still wants Coach Bud fired? No, I don't think he does. No, I think there are listeners. There are listeners. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll we'll try to keep a little bit more Bucks focused, and maybe I'll bring that up to him because who knows if Bart has even brought that up on the air? He was the number one negative Bud backer, I guess you could say, in in all of this full season. So now is he retracing his steps? Is he standing firm? I don't know. So we'll talk to him about that and the Bucks and. Just how much he's enjoying this, because I know when I was on the show with him, I produced his show last week. He said he's going to talk the least Packers out of any show on this station <laughs> for the next couple of weeks. And now everything with Aaron Rodgers happened. So I'll talk to him kind of where he's feeling, what his focus is on right now. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers and what's going on with him right now as well. Get his thoughts on all of that.
5: Yes, Dan Blocker. Stay tuned for him. He is coming up next here. Uh, with the Rami Show straight ahead here on 1250 AM. The Fan, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 10. Leroy Butler and I back at it again on the Wendy's Big Show with Dan Plucker, back as executive producer. Toodles!
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.